Welcome to the Navigate with Nate podcast, where young introverted professionals come to collaborate and take the small steps in their big journeys. Hello, fellow navigators from sunny West Palm Beach. I am your host, Nate Arias. This is episode number four. A very special episode, actually, where we'll be talking about how to have constructive conversation through listening and understanding. Let's get to it. As you all know, there is a lot happening in our world, especially here in the United States. Uh, We are approaching, I guess, a transition of power in the presidency. Um, Events that happened last week. Uh, At the Capitol, there's a lot of tension being built up about how the elections a few months back uh, resulted. Um, And this tension is causing some division um, between, I guess, family members and friends. Um, And as you know, with this podcast, we focus a lot about um, young introverted professionals. And as introverts, we have normally tend to have a... I guess a selective circle group of friends and family um we're not ones typically to to have you know many many friends we at least for, for my own experience tend to have a i guess a more smaller tight-knit group of friends that i i really have that are i guess special to me um but with all this tension and division happening in our country it, it's very easy to have some of that um negativity come into our these types of relationships that we're having and it kind of forces us to have some difficult conversations um with our friends and with our family and if we hold these relationships so close and so special we want to make sure that these conversations go well and we do our best to really try to understand the other side and you know, get a sense of what they're dealing with and why this person feels so strongly about this other uh, issue or topic. Um, I guess speaking from experience, um, I grew up in a more right-leaning Republican environment uh, in North Florida. Um, I had friends that are still, have friends that are still leaning that way, but, you know, as I grew older, Um, and went off into college away from that environment into Gainesville I started and as of of right now too I'm still more left-leaning on the democratic side but you know kind of having I guess that background in my current situation and seeing both sides it really shows you how important communication is and what we see um, because I guess jumping on Facebook, I've seen the same event looked at at very different ways. And it's just kind of mind-blowing how differing these opinions are on the same topic. Um, And that's as to no fault, um, really, as to anyone specifically. But I guess if I could point a finger in, in a way that got us to hear um is social media i know in a previous podcast i talked about how social media has some good and bad and 
again i'm not going to go too much into that but social media has designed to data mine um i guess as much as they can because you know if we click on certain um links or pages or videos or ads that generates revenue for them um so if I click on a left-leaning news story, um, more than likely the next suggested post all of a sudden becomes a left-leaning news story. And see, and if I click on that, it'll keep building and building. Um, and if you don't believe me, uh, I, a few weeks back, uh, Joan and I were doing some uh, wedding band shopping. And... Uh, you know, doing my research, going on Google, trying to find some good deals. Um, and I found the one that I wanted, so that was great. But then I all of a sudden, I know, I'm sure you guys experienced this too. When I go to YouTube and, you know, trying to listen to a new song, the ad that pops up, it's like, oh, every kiss begins with K. Or, you know, the uh, Manly Bands is coming to your town or something. I, don't, I just started getting all these ads about rings. I was like, wow, I just spent one day doing research and all of a sudden I'm getting bombarded with ads. I mean, that's because that's what these social media and internet websites are designed to do. They try to show us things that they think we will be interested in. And so kind of tying it back to what I was talking about earlier, if I am more left-leaning and I one more than likely click on left-leaning websites, pages, and videos, and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they're going to constantly feed me that same type of material because they know it'll get me to click. And if I start building my uh, world around Facebook, Instagram, all I will be consuming is just left-leaning ideas. I mean, and the same goes for the right side. I, okay, if I clicked on the right-leaning uh, websites, videos, links, and whatever, it'll just start feeding me that. And so you start to get a little trapped. Your reality starts to become shifted now more than ever, especially because of COVID. A lot of us are either working from home, may have lost our jobs, or, you know, just typically spending more time at home and when there's really not much to do, what do we do? We hop on our phones, go on Facebook, all those social media things, and we're just consuming. And if we're consuming the same thing over and over, our world starts to build around that. And if that's all that we know, that's all that we will believe. And now, kind of going back to the how do we have conversations with people and that um, have only a set mindset, it becomes a very difficult task to try to overcome breaking someone's reality. That's essentially what's happened. We, If we consume too much or... I guess if we allow these uh, social media giants to to control how we consume, um, we start to build our world around that. And when someone comes in and tries to change our reality, that's a scary thing, you know. Um, 
A fish loves water, and the moment you take it out of the water, it starts flailing. It's crazy. It, this is something I've never experienced before. Or, you know, having that kind of closed-mindedness kind of makes us a bubble. And if someone comes in very sharply and tries to interject what they believe, then it opposes what I believe in my bubble, what's very easy to pop and, you know, I guess shatter a relationship or cause some increased tension. And so now that we've kind of understood a little bit of why so many walls are brought up and, you know, I just did mention social media. It's not the only reason why, but it's just one that I've kind of seen as a, a catalyst or something that's necessarily makes it harder for us to have these types of conversations. We need to have a better mindset to combat this, I guess, bubble or to combat this tension that's brought up because we only know one thing. If that makes sense. So the most important part about having these conversations with people who have opposing views is to not to come into them wanting to win, but come into them wanting to learn. If anything that you could take away from this podcast is come into conversations wanting to learn and understand versus trying to win and just spit out responses and not listening to the other side. And there's a lot of talking techniques and how to have conversations. I know as introverts, having long-winded conversations is not our most favorite topic. We tend to, I guess, stay within and have our, you know, thoughts flow into us first before um, explaining them out loud to others. But the best way to, in my opinion, to get an understanding of the other side is to kind of have the phrase used, um, to the, the phrase, so what you're saying is blank, or if I understand it correctly, are you saying blank? Um, this is a good active listening tool. It, um, it shows that you, you know, are listening to the person that's talking. I know there's other active listening cues or techniques like, you know, eye contact, leaning forward, backwards, um, you know, arms crossed, on arms open. There's other, like, other things about active listening that are out there. But the one I want to focus on today is using the phrase, so you're saying. Um, and this is a good way to, I guess, not come in so sharply, um, you know, when I talked about the bubble, you don't, by ask, uh, repeating what the person's saying, it gives you guys, a, it gives you a chance to make sure you're understanding that person correctly. So let's, I guess, give an example 
Um, let's see. Okay, something maybe like burgers. I, don't, I know this is not really what's causing tension in the world, but to keep it nice and light, um, let's say um, this person prefers turkey burgers over beef burgers. So they would say something like, you know, I really like turkey burgers more than I like beef burgers. And then I could come back saying, um, so what you're saying is you don't like beef burgers? And then they can come back and say, oh, no, 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 it's not that I don't dislike beef burgers. It's just that if I had the option on a menu, I would choose the turkey over the beef. I mean, pretty simple example. But if I didn't ask that question of, so you don't like beef burgers? I probably would have automatically assumed, oh, if they choose turkey, they must hate beef. And that wasn't the case. It was that act of me trying to understand a little bit further and to reiterate or to rephrase that what the person said in order to get an understanding uh, and to understand more why that person has taken that stance. Um, and I wouldn't be able to, um, I guess, respond to that person properly if I wasn't even listening. You know, I, back in school, if you're daydreaming about whatever and then the teacher calls you up on you and it's like, okay, Nate, well, okay, if you're listening so much, what was the answer to this question? Uh, George Washington? It's like, Nate, this is math class. What the hell does George Washington have to do with this? So clearly I wasn't listening. So by the act of trying to use this phrase, oh, so what you're saying, or if I understand correctly, reiterating what they said, you have to actively listen in order to fill in that blank. So it's a good technique to, to make sure that you're listening and really trying to get perspective and understanding um, about this person. So awesome, you know, you coming into a conversation trying to learn and understand versus trying to win or argue. So that's good. I mean, that's going into conversations like that is a huge part of having difficult conversations with someone with opposing views. However, conversations are a two-way street. Just because you come in with a great positive mindset doesn't necessarily mean the person you're talking to will as well. And even worse, they can use the phrase, so you're saying, or what you're trying to say is, against you. So, um, I guess that's, that's just part of the difficulty of these difficult conversations is, I guess, going against someone that is trying to win a conversation and that is trying to start an argument. So kind of what that looks like using the um, burger example, let's say now we're the ones saying, you know, I think I like turkey burgers more than I like beef burgers. And then that person says, oh, so what you're saying is you hate beef? I was like, oh no, I don't hate beef, but if I had the choice, I would like to choose turkey over beef. 
It's like, well, did you know that beef is better for you or that it's it actually has more flavor than turkey and it's not as dry? It's like, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with beef. I do like beef, but I still like the lightness of turkey more than I like um, beef in terms of burgers. But, you know, beef's actually a better sustainable source of, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, turkeys are this and that. And it's like, well, hey, oh, 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 I don't have anything against beef or turkeys. I'm just saying I like turkey burgers more than beef burgers. And I was like, well, you know, beef is this, it just goes on and on. And you're just like trying not to pull your hair out because they're just assuming you hate beef and are just so focused on proving that beef is better than turkey in their eyes. And that is so frustrating. Um, but when you're caught in a situation like that, you really don't want to get sucked into back into trying to win the conversation again or trying to, you know, I guess kind of stoop down to that level of trying to argue. Clearly they have some passionate reason to to not listen um so if you ever get caught into this situation i guess if, if you're gonna want to take my advice or you know to help point you in maybe a direction that will lead this conversation to be a little bit more um constructive try to rephrase i guess is the first step maybe they just Clearly, they just didn't understand that not necessarily if they miss if someone misunderstands you, they're trying to argue. It could just be a very, very well just be like, oh, I didn't get that. Okay, so let me just rephrase. Maybe check the tone of how you said something. Maybe you came off inflecting a certain part of the word. Um, you know, the way we say things also affects how people interpret it. I can say something like, oh, I really like that. And you can tell I like it. It's like, oh, yeah, I like that. It's like, oh, you can kind of catch some sarcasm in there. So, you know, maybe check how you said it, uh, what you said. But after that, if you still find that they are very adamant of, you know, sticking to what they believe and not necessarily rephrasing back to you what you're trying to say, that should be a good indicator for you that this conversation at this moment is not going to go well. Um, that other person that you're speaking with has their wall up already. Um, they see you as an opposing force and getting that, that person to see another perspective is going to be very, very difficult. And if you're caught in a situation where the other person feels like they need to be on the attack or that they need to have their guard up. The Probably the best thing that I've seen um, to get that wall back down or to get each other or you back with that person on the same side is to share a laugh. And I know some of these conversations, especially with politics, uh, it's not a laughing matter. And the sense that people's lives have been affected and it is serious. But sharing a laugh is probably subconsciously, it shows that, hey, you know, we find humor in the same thing. 
we're not really trying to battle each other. We're just trying to have a conversation. It gives that kind of feel and it breaks that tension that was built up for whatever has happened that kind of brought you to this place where the other person has their wall up. And you don't have to be a comedian and you don't have to try to force something that's not funny to make it funny. Um, but I don't know, let me see if I can think of like a way to break the tension with the whole burger thing, even though it's like kind of a, a ridiculous example. But let's say the person was very adamant that beef is better than turkey. You can just... What, what kind of joke can you make? You know, one thing's for sure, I ain't picking no salad when I go to McDonald's. You know, just something that can just be lighthearted and, you know, you ain't going to McDonald's to buy salad. If you're going to McDonald's to buy salad, you need to... You talk about some of your choices as well, but, <laughs> um, but you know, just something like lighthearted like that, that that you both can reflect on and um, both understand. It gets you guys back on the same page and back to a state in your conversation where you can be, I guess, more open and not feel like you have to be on attack. And I guess, you know, that takes a bit of effort. That takes some time to get back into that kind of a flow. And sometimes it's difficult to do that because we really want to get our points across. And we tend to be in a world where things go quickly. So when we go quickly, we raise our voices. We go fast. We try to speak. But difficult conversations like this, especially with someone who isn't listening and isn't rephrasing what you said correctly it has to be a marathon and not a sprint you know kind of going back to the bubble example if you sprint and try to inflect your point of view too quickly you'll pop that bubble but you know if you come in slowly come in as like another bubble you know like as a kid going in those science museums where you make those huge bubbles you know, when you see those two bubbles slowly approach each other, and then they connect, and then they become that mega bubble, and your mind is blown. It's this amazing thing. So it's kind of like using that analogy. Just go in there slow. Take your time. Truly try to understand each other. And that will definitely help um, if you can just crack a joke release some of that tension, show that you're not trying to oppose, and maybe turn the tables on them. Clearly they have a very strong opinion. Instead of you speaking, let them speak. Try to get an understanding of why they are so passionate about this subject that they are refusing to listen to you at this moment. It's like, hey, you know, clearly you must really like beef. How did you come to that conclusion? And then they'll talk to you and you'll get a better understanding of why they're just kind of ignoring the fact that you're saying you like turkey better. And, you know, hopefully that opens some doors and finds a little bit of more avenue and a little bit more space where you guys can share a shared commonality and something to build off of. And I know that was a lot. Um, and even after all of that, you may still come across someone who won't listen 
they will still continue to stand by their um, viewpoint. They, even though you've let them talk, you've tried to share a laugh, you took your time to try to hear their side of the story. And it's just unfortunate that sometimes you run into people who, who don't recognize the effort you put into doing that and still try to quickly and forcefully win the argument. And so at that point, you may have to just say, hey, you know, out of respect, I, I don't think, you know, we're, we're getting anywhere on this point. I think it's probably best if we move on, either move on to a different topic or just move on to a different um, conversation or just move on from that person. I mean, every situation is going to be different. I can't tell you when and how you should have relationships with people. Um, everyone's life is different. Everyone has someone in their life for different reasons. So it's these are just more of cues and things that you can look out for and to exemplify when you are having these different difficult conversations. Um, so just be on the lookout for someone who still won't listen to you after all that you've done to try to understand them. And sure, they'll walk away from the conversation. Like if you end it and say, you know what, I can't talk to you. I think we're done here. They might walk away feeling accomplished. It's unfortunate because they did try to come into that conversation to win. And quote unquote, shutting you up was a victory to them. Um, but you came into that conversation, like we talked about in the first half, trying to learn. And so I'm hoping... Even if you had to end the, end the conversation with someone like that, you learned a little something about yourself, how you responded to and acted on this pressure that the other person put. Hope you learned something uh, new about the other side that you didn't know before. So if you have the chance to either speak to this person again or speak to someone similar, you'll be a little bit more prepared. Um, you could learn from that as well. And, you know, there's no hard feelings um, on trying. A lot of these deep conversations, while tiring and stressful, you can only get better at them by having them. And I know I need to do um, a lot of that myself too, but you know, that's why we're here. We're in this journey of life together. And so I hope that helps at least provide some clarity, um, some encouragement to have these conversations. They don't all have to be um, stressful in the sense that you're gonna expect to win or lose. You need to come in expecting to learn and understand. Um, really try to, if you don't understand something, you know, try to reiterate it back to the other person. Say, hey, so what you're saying is so-and-so, or if I understand you correctly, is it this and that? Um, you know, and really take a look at, uh, make sure that they're reciprocating that kind of same energy. If they're not, um, do your best to kind of take a step back, take things slow, share a laugh, build some rapport, and then try to reinsert that kind of uh, conversation flow of understanding again. Um, just, a, I guess, of a caveat, this is for conversations uh, in person or phone call, um, Zoom, where you can actually see and 
hear the person. Um, there's a lot of things that you can get by looking at a person, you know, their body language, their tone of voice. So if you're trying to, while you can use some of these techniques uh, when you're talking to someone, I guess, text-wise or on an online forum, I guess where it's just words, but there's actually a little bit more to it than that, I guess, for online discussion since things like tone and body language are a lot harder to convey um, when you're just doing it text only. So just have that caveat in mind. But, you know, I just wish you all luck. Um, it's a lot of difficult things that we have to deal with, especially in this type of climate and tension and on top of being in a pandemic, it's a lot. And, you know, just know that you have the support in the community uh, the Navigate with Nate uh, podcast and blog behind you. Um, I know many of you have New Year's resolutions to be closer with family and friends uh, safely and distance properly. Um, so I hope this helps kind of lean you towards or move you towards um, reaching that goal that you have. Thank you again for joining me at the Navigate with Nate podcast. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast and my blog at navigatewithnate.com or check out my Facebook and Instagram at Navigate with Nate blog as well. Um, there's a lot of more, I guess, info and exclusive content that you can find on the social media pages and the blog. Um, hope you enjoyed it. I know that. The new year brings some new challenges, but we're here to support each other. And until next time, remember, big journeys begin with small steps. So let's keep moving.